Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Imagine the camera's your mum. <clears throat> mum, if you are watching this, you should know that no matter what happens, we will always be there for you. What do you want your mum to do? I don't know. It's, it's very hard after seven years, seven years. I don't even know. Do you think Mum would recognise us? Would we recognise her? Mum, if you're listening to this right now, it doesn't matter you know, what we've been through. We still love you and we want you back in our lives. There you go. That's The Puppet Master, Hunting the Ultimate Con Man. All episodes now streaming on Netflix. James Dempsey uh, joins us uh, once again. Obviously, this is uh, a true life crime type jobby. Very much so. And uh, it comes from two creators, two two documentarians whose who's kind of biggest credits are Bear Grylls and Locked Up Abroad. So it doesn't come with the be- best pedigree, right? But um, I kind of admire it for just really going with the don't F with cats model, right? So don't F with cats was this very um, interesting, intriguing and hard to get through first 10 minutes documentary that was released on Netflix in 2019. And that was a very like, well, I mean, it was a very tragic true crime story, Mm. but it was a very like riveting edge of your seat kind of stuff, true crime story. And this one is really bizarre as well. It's actually the kind of thing that I wouldn't be surprised if at some point you have spoken on this show to someone (laughs) who has been the victim of this guy, the the, uh, puppet master himself, whose name is Robert Hendy Freegard, who is this con man. And essentially, this documentary explores two separate timelines that are connected by him. So what we heard in the clip is what opens the first of three episodes. And the other thing I really admired about this documentary is it's three episodes and the whole thing comes in at just over two hours. So it's a nice, easy watch, right? And we heard there these siblings, uh, Sophie and Jake uh, Clifton, whose mother has been taken in by this... um, very well-known con man. I mean, he has his own Wikipedia page. Which, <laughs> okay, all right. You know, like, it's kind of like, you know, kind of an interesting thing, right? Um, but they haven't seen her in seven years, essentially. And oh, they God. are making this plea to her, you know, that like, we love you, come back to us. But And part of their involvement in the show is to hopefully get a message through to her. And then we jump back to uh, 1993 and we meet this uh, these two um, agricultural students living in England somewhere where uh, bizarrely in comes to this college an IRA gun runner uh, like one of their fellow students is arrested as an IRA gun runner and long story short and without giving much away because really this I wouldn't consider this a spoiler one of the guys meets a barman who is our friend Robert uh, Hendy Freegard who convinces him he's in MI5 and convinces this guy and two other women to go on the run because they're being chased by the IRA for 10 years. <laughs> right? Wow. So he exerted this incredible, you know, he, they were in his thrall, right? And mm. they were so worried. And I guess it is a real... 
understanding of the timeline, right? You have to imagine that this is like a pre-mobile phone world where communications are more limited to, you know, landline to landline and no internet where you can be searching for stuff or or whatever. And I suppose a very fraught time for people in Britain when the IRA was quite active in its terrorist activities, right? So he convinces these these pair to go on the run for 10 years while trying to get money out of them through various means. And the timeline is then jumping f- backwards and forwards between our two separate threads. Where And we're kind of wondering, are they ever going to connect? And I won't go into that. Yeah. But across, so the first episode is about an hour. The second episode is very tight, 27 minutes, I think. And the last episode is again another hour. And throughout this, we are, you know, I mean, there are some jaw-dropping moments of what on earth is going on kind of behaviour because he is, to quote the title of the show, the puppet master hunting the ultimate con man. And my only major uh, sort of criticism of the show is it is a very entertaining true crime documentary. Um, the, the the crimes are, are, I suppose, they're not as brutal as many other cru- true crime documentaries in that there's not a increasingly rising body count throughout, mm. right? But there's still, there's still some very bizarre exerting of power over people and it's kind of creepy and bizarre in its own way. But we don't really find out anything about our con man, right? I mean, he's... He, for all we know, and certainly they imply, he could still be active doing, you know, various different con jobs all okay. over the world. Do we even know his name's Robert Hendy Free? That is definitely his name. But right. he uh, he goes by different aliases and they know one of the aliases he goes by is, I think, uh, is now something Clifton, as in he has taken on the name of the uh, the children whose mother they, he has sort of taken away from yeah. them. And his most recent one is, involves beagle dogs in France is what we think. But, but, um, we don't learn really anything more about him, right? As in, mm-hmm. the documentary is a very, very uh, honest and frank portrayal of the story, completely and utterly from the victim's side, right? The survivor's side. But we get no background information about the con man at all. I don't know whether his family was not interested. I mean, I could totally understand why they're not interested in speaking. But, you know, we don't have any anyone really offering any background details on him. So that was the only area where I thought it felt slightly short. But if you liked Don't F With Cats, you know, I I sort of, I would describe this documentary as like the Don't F With Catsification of documentaries on Netflix (laughs) because the style is extremely similar. The story is kind of somewhat similar. It's elegantly told. The shifting timeline is easy to follow. It has many jaw-dropping moments and sad moments. And yeah. just it's just an utterly strange story to imagine, you know, what it must be like after 10 years hiding, in hiding from the IRA, going like all over the UK to discover it was all for naught. Like, and it was all just a calm. That's extraordinary, really. It's kind of like, you know, coming out of the jungle and finding <laughs> yeah. out World War Two ended yeah, 20 years exactly, ago. Exactly. And the, the participants uh, are, are you know, they, 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 they are wrought and there is honesty in, in their, in kind of their delivery of the lines. The, the kind of one of the, the women victim Sarah Smith is her name you know she (laughs) it's kind of very interesting her father is this kind of like savvy farmer and he he sort of calls it very early on that this is like a a con but he just can't convince her no matter what he does he cannot Mm. convince her that it is a con job and instead they you know she goes 10 years basically without seeing any members of her family and uh, it, it just is a kind of a very intriguing true crime documentary and 
although we don't necessarily need any more additions into that genre for me it was a relatively welcome one it's an extraordinary yeah because it sounds a bit like almost like when somebody joins a cult and, yes and, very and, much and, so and yeah they have to be deprogrammed or yeah. rescued but I suppose we better not go into those details it's maybe giving away uh, a bit too much detail it sounds very interesting right this is an odd one uh, our next show today Fraggle Rock Back to the Rock all episodes of season one now streaming on Apple TV Plus here's a clip <laughs> Did we need a reboot of Fraggle Rock? (laughs) Um, I don't know, right? I have to admit, like, Fraggle Rock debuted, I think, in 1984. So it was sort of just before my living. And um, (laughs) and so I can't say I have any great fondness for it beyond a a vague memory of the the theme tune, which I suppose is a pretty iconic theme tune of the 80s. And what happened is, um, so the Jim Henson Company, I think, was broken up into three separate parts and Disney acquired two of them, at least uh, the main one being the Muppets. And they didn't acquire the Fraggle Rock cinematic universe. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and over the last sort of uh, 10 to 15 years, there has been this huge push to try and turn them into a feature film. Mm. And it has been in production hell. And at one point, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was uh, was going to star and voice okay. one of the Fraggles and then that completely fell apart. And then I'm not sure why Apple thought of it but they did. They bought the kind of rights to it and during the uh, I suppose the first wave of the pandemic they created a number of Fraggle, walk, Fraggle Rock excuse me, shorts that were so popular that they decided to create an entire season. Now obviously I want to preface everything here that I'm going to say by saying this is a show for children, right? Like this is a... <laughs> This is a children's TV show where they learn about like interpersonal relationships and uh, the environment and whatever, right? All through the, all all told through the medium of singing, dancing uh, puppets Mm. in an underground community. But it's really charming, right? What I was concerned about, well, first of all, uh, the one thing that I will say that might convince people, uh, you know, and obviously I, you should be watching this more with, with your children rather than I'm, I'm not necessarily suggesting people, you know, go home and binge the entire season, which you can do. <laughs> but the showrunners, the people running it are uh, two guys named Alex Cuthbertson and Matt Fussfield. And their previous credits are New Girl and Community, which are two very kind of popular and community, particularly like cool sitcom this yeah, kind of yeah. genre bending thing and I was kind of worried that when watching this it was going to be you know like it was going to be a Shrek type uh, snark mean thing for adults right like yeah. as in it was going to be full of arch jokes and completely uh, throw away pop culture references and it isn't but what it does have is this lavish budget so I want you to imagine like a kind of you know like a Muppets type puppety world right with the fra- so the the rock will say that they live around it's divided up between three communities the fraggles the doozers I think and the gorgs and then uh, they live in kind of a, a uncomfortable community with each other they you know they I'm not going to go into the specific lore of the fraggles right but what you have here is beautiful sets right really good interesting funny puppetry Great music and songs, including one written by Dave Grohl. You also have like David Diggs of Hamilton fame, um, Ed Helms of The Office, Patti LaBelle showing up at one point. Okay, Uh, a few Bob there. yeah, Yeah, right. So Apple has thrown an awful lot of money at this. 
And I don't know, maybe it was the first Sunday, you know, the first hangover Sunday after the great liberation and reopening. (laughs) But in our household, which was 230 something men, (laughs) it went down a treat on Sunday when I was watching the first three episodes of this. It was funny and silly and charming and beautifully, meticulously made and, you know, I don't know what the verb to puppetry is, but anyway, Mm. performed, puppeted. there were uh, several laugh out loud moments and I sort of thought, look, I'm probably not going to watch any more episodes of this. But if I was a parent of younger children and obviously, uh, you know, this was on in the background, it's the kind of thing that I'd probably stop. You know, I'd be walking by the television. It would capture my attention. I'd stand there for 10 minutes watching it and then probably sit down and maybe finish the episode. You're not going to binge the whole thing. But if you're looking for something to entertain your children that will charm them, I imagine, and you as well, this this is it. So they're not aiming at all for any sort of nostalgia market, or you know the way kind of yeah. a lot of adults will still watch the Muppets. Yeah, fair enough. Kind of yeah, I can't say if that is the case or not because I don't have nostalgia for it, yeah. right? Because I didn't watch it as a whatever young child. But maybe look, I think that theme tune is a very famous theme tune, and that the only thing that they really have, you know, it's the same characters. The only thing that they've made different is. The original Fraggle Rock was a co-production between Canada, the UK and America and it had all the puppetry parts but each country had its own separate what's called wraparound which was like this separate segment uh, like the British one had a I think like a like a lighthouse keeper yes, the American yeah. one had a like an inventor the French one had a baker who was always <laughs> commenting about a beautiful woman off scene which seems very <laughs> French um, and this time around it's a there's only one wraparound we'll say it's not an international co-production it's an American marine biologist, right? Mm. But other other than that, my understanding from my research is that it follows the same kind of structure as the original. It's just a much more lavishly put together production. And it's it's very, very charming. Right. Adele says she loved Fraggle Rock, uh, the doozers and the rubbish monsters and the uncle's postcard. And they had to run through the human's kitchen to get the post- postcard out of the bin. Yeah, and the gorgeous white dog would always chase them. Such sprocket, lovely memories. Sprocket the dog. Yeah, that's right. all still there. <laughs> uh, Tom says anyone studying architecture or construction studies was referred to as a doozer when I was in college in 1986 because of Fraggle Rock. <laughs> right. So it's... Gone into It's gone into the lexicon then. Right. Uh, our third show today is Grace Hart. All three episodes streaming now on the TG Cahar player. Here's a clip. Right, Sinead. I'm going to clear the garden when I'm walking through Jirkenish. Brianery. Can't worry that you're all lost in Jirkenish. That's your new school to be a loss of Gampi Gavin. I'm wrong. I'm not going to say it. I'm wrong. I'm not going to say it. 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 No, I'm not here. Hey, Kate, you thought you were cancelled, Leo. Engineering your room. I'm eating. You're in a machine for the egg, which is even my heel, Leo. God, that escalated quickly. Uh, <laughs> this uh, this has been around for a while, this series. Yeah, so it's not brand new. It's a 2017 uh, production. I, but a friend of mine who is an Irish teacher, I was talking to him last week and he was like, oh, this Irish drama has just appeared, reappeared, shall we say, mm. on the TG Car player. And he, according to him, he said it was like the best melodrama produced on Irish TV in the last sort of 10 years. So I thought I would give it a punt. And because I want to try and talk about as many Irish shows as I can, because there's always a lot of streamers in this sure. segment. So I want to give it its, its due. And it is a three part black and white melodrama. 
and it is a melodrama you need to approach it like with that in mind even sort of the the title card writing is written in a style that sort of evokes 1950s or even earlier like Douglas Cirque movies this Mm. kind of big 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 melodrama so that's what you have to expect going in and it tells the story of Grace Hart who's played by Kate Nich Kate Nich my Gaelga is not uh, wonderful but um, but they have subtitles uh, Mm -hmm. who is the titular Grace Hart and she lives in this hotel in the west of Ireland with her husband Leo Hart and uh, very early on in the first episode Leo's mother passes away and um, then Grace finds herself at a sort of a, a, a crossroads in her life where she doesn't like the hotel she doesn't her, her marriage is loveless she's caught the eye of the local surf school teacher and uh, she wants to do up the hotel but Leo is having none of it and into this comes an awful lot of melodrama. So we're talking like, <laughs> I mean, I, I can't go into it, it'll all be spoilers, but yeah. there's a love triangle at the centre of this, right? Yeah. Now, you have to go in knowing a couple of things, right? You have to be willing to accept that this is all going to be big, big, big swings at romantic themes and uh, aspirational, you know, dreaming and uh, weeping and all that kind of stuff. And if you're okay with melodrama, I think you'll find pl- a, a lot here. TG Cower is kind of a very interesting channel these days, right? Because they've gone through this, uh, you know, first of all, they're whoever, I mean, they're, they're, the TG Cower intern is like Twitter famous in Ireland for being incredibly funny. And if you're not following that account, you should be. But, but the, the channel, uh, you know, which probably, which I presume struggles financially, probably, sure, right? Yeah. Puts out loads of original programming. The TG Cower player is a beautiful thing to use. Oh, it, it is. It yeah. does exactly what it, it needs to do with yeah. only one advert each time. I yeah. love it. And uh, this is a well-made, good, interesting drama. It's all in black and white. So you have these beautiful shots of like the wild Atlantic way played out in this kind of like black, you know, monotone, monochrome colour scheme. You've got big performances because like we heard them there in the in the clip. You've got a big, big melodrama. It, it's it's worth a punch, definitely. Right. Okay. Fair enough. And it was 2017. Well, I wonder why it took such a long time to stick I, it on it, the player. It may have previously been on, but I know it has only just returned to the TG Cower player. And but it has travelled somewhat. Like you'll, you know, if in my googling of it, it has appeared in in like in America, they have different streaming services that showcase European only sort of like TV shows mm. and it, it has appeared in some of those so it has garnered something of an international reputation albeit small. Yeah, but there are subtitles some people are texting. There are, so but on, only yeah. in English. You the, you can't get subtitles in Irish which I think is a bit of a flaw in, in the TG Cower. That's the only thing I'm going to say against it that if you yeah, want to improve okay, your own Irish enough. it could be helpful to have the yeah. Irish ones. Not a lot of people excited about Fraggle Rock. <laughs> I must say. You, you, you've uh, reminded people of their childhood. James, thanks a million as ever. Uh, James Dempsey, there you are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk. Coming up after the break, would you get on a plane if there was only one pilot? Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again.